You're listening to Deliberate Living, a podcast that inspires, empowers, and encourages listeners to live life more authentically. My name is Holly Priestley, and I'm a full-time nomad and creator who has been living in my 1997 Ford van since January 1st of 2019. I travel the United States with my dog, learning how to live with more authenticity. I explore different ways people choose to ditch the prescribed life we've all been sold and live on their terms, finding freedom and happiness however they choose. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Deliberate Living Podcast. I am your host, Holly Priestley, and this week we have a duo of vanners who travel the country and make jewelry, and I got to meet them a couple of months ago at an art show here in Bisbee, and I'm super excited to have them on and hear more about their pre-van story, their current van story, what their goals are with the van, et cetera, et cetera. Excited to introduce them to you guys if you don't know about them already. We have Allie and Nate from 1888 Designs. Hi. Hi. Hello, everybody. Holly, thank you for having us on. Yes, so excited. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Um, and so for the audience who you know doesn't know who you guys are and isn't already following you, can you give like you know, a brief high-level synopsis of how you got where you are today. Uh, yeah, we're going to do a, like a, some sharing of the answers here. But in general, um, Ali and I have both been lifelong artists and lifelong, uh, I would say, adventurers. We've always done long road trips and a couple of different van trips and things like that before meeting. Um, but we decided to, after getting together, turn our art into a full-time life. Um, that's a big, long story. So saying it all in, in one answer, but in short, you know, a couple of years ago, about six, uh, years in Nashville, I started a, a little company selling upcycled jewelry. Um, Allie was doing similar work herself. And then, um, years later we got together in Los Angeles and, you know, one thing led to another and we ended up going into business full time together with, um, art with a purpose. So, um, yeah, I don't know if you want me to get into that now or what, but that seems good for that answer. <laughs> I I definitely have some some uh, questions about your relationship and how you make it work, like living in the same space, working together and like just being fully enmeshed in each other's lives so much. Um, uh, the the but, juicy stuff first. We get it. OK. Yeah. Yeah. But let's like start at the beginning. Um, and how did you guys meet? in LA, you weren't in vans at the time, but you guys were both like adventurous. Is that true? Or was one of you in a rig? Or how did that go? Um, yeah, when we met, um, we were both living out in um, Los Angeles. Um, we met through mutual friends. A roommate of mine um, was working at the same facility that Nathan was working at. It was a gym. It was a gym. And <laughs> um, funny enough, we actually met years ago um, I don't know, maybe 2019 or something like just that. Just by chance, um, somebody I worked with, her good friend, and, and our still mutual good friend, a really great guy named Ashton, he introduced us, and, and that was Ali's roommate. So, you know, we ended up meeting just by chance. And um, one day it was my birthday, and I told my friend Ashton, I was like, I don't really want to uh, do anything for my birthday. He said, No, you text everyone in your phone. And I'd gotten Ali's number for an art project, actually. And, and we hadn't even really communicated at all. 
all at that point. But um, I, te- I literally texted everyone in my phone as requested. And uh, Allie had the night off. And even she said it was just by chance. Um, she knew Ashton would be there and everything. So um, she showed up and we became friends that night. And it took almost two years after that before she and I ever got together. But yeah, you how did we get back together uh, years later? Yeah. Um, well, extra juicy tidbit. We were actually dating other people at the time. So, you know, nothing happened then. Nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> friends, but, um, you know, yeah. <laughs> always kind of had things in common in terms of art and lifestyle and things like that. So um, it wasn't until a couple years later when I was on a road trip, I had actually moved out of Los Angeles um, a little bit after that. And um, I was just on a road trip with one of my best friends and we were traveling through the L.A. area and um, we were just kind of like, hey, who do we know in this area that we can meet up with and see some old friends and Mm -hmm. stuff? And I had Nathan's number and I was like, hey, like we're in town, like let's meet up and have a drink or have like a bonfire on the beach. And so we got a couple friends together. We hung out one night and that ended up being like two or three nights. And um, these, these things happen. Yeah. Then we ended up just kind of hanging out personally, a little solo on purpose. So uh, I would love to add that uh, she was driving in a hat. She was doing two months almost straight with her best friend in a hatchback. And during that time, I was building out a ProMaster with, with uh, one of my best friends in L.A., and I honestly had questions about how the road trip was going during the whole pandemic craziness. Mm. You know, I, I really did. She'd been in the middle of it. And I said, how is this going to work when my buddy and I finish our van? So we did. Um, when she reached out to me, I was like, yes, perfect. I would love to ask you some questions. Um, in that time, uh, my buddy and I were very inspired by her, by Allie and her best friend. And Allie's even the one who told me about the app iOverlander, you know, which I didn't even know about. So that was it, you know, and at that point that was uh, a year and a half ago. Yeah. Now we're full time in a van together. (laughs) So how long have you been on the road together? Uh, It's just over four months now. So we left uh, mid January. We had this big grand plan that we were going to leave like on January 1st and it was going to kickstart the year and everything. But uh, COVID took us over for a little bit. Yeah, we we both got COVID literally like the day we were supposed to. So that pushed us back a couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, we were but we were okay. We ended up leaving a few weeks late. yeah, that was a complicated time because we had ended up staying with with um, my, the same friend of mine that I traveled in a van with who also had it because our lease had been up. So we were we were homeless with COVID trying to live in a van full time. It was quite a beginning, actually, to the trip. Yeah. Yeah. Trial yeah. by fire, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> but it all worked out and we just hit the four month mark together. And um, yeah, no end in sight. Yeah. yeah. And so you're not in the pro master that you built out with your friend. You guys have a, a new old rig just for mm-hmm. you two. What's that story? Yeah. Where did she come from? Well, my, uh, I'll let Allie tell you about where she came from, but the pro master I built out with my buddies, that was actually his in the end. So, um, we, we did the work together. I got to learn a lot and, and go on that trip, but that wasn't mine. So when Allie and I wanted to, to go on a trip, we needed to find our own and she, Allie found it. 
Right. Yeah. That gave you a lot of really good knowledge to lead into having our own and having some of the experiences of, you know, how to fix this or build that or whatever. But Three days into this trip, the water filter went out. I had to replace it. So which yeah. you had done before. Um, but yeah, tell me what we got and where you found it. Yeah. Um, our 1988 uh, Chevy G20 van is called Reseda because we found her in Reseda, California. And um, funny little tidbit about her name. Uh, we looked it up to see what the word Reseda actually means to like, give her a little meaning to us. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a type of flower. And it has a, you can look this up on Wikipedia, it says it right there that uh, one of the nicknames is uh, the flowers called the bastard rocket. So we're like, perfect. So this is all bastard. Bastard. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. I don't think there's a better way to have named a man. <laughs> right. So it's Reseda the bastard rocket is the name of the van. Yeah. And so she was already um, in the 80s built out originally um, to be a class B camper. So it came with all the bones in it and everything, you know, the um, cabinetry and the sink and, um, you know, the bed, couch, all that kind of stuff was already built in. And so it's um, we actually love it a lot because it's got that classic you know 80s, 80s charm it's a time kinda, machine it's a time capsule it feels like walking into grandma's house kind of because everything's like mauve colored <laughs> yeah too, everything's and mauve everything's wood curtains. paneling yeah yeah so she's really adorable that's what we kind of liked and what we were hopefully trying to seek out when we were looking for vans we wanted something with a little character and yeah. charm uh so we definitely found the perfect thing for us in that way but we've done a lot of um renovations to it in terms of like you know upgraded the solar and the electric in the back and um water pump like you said and just kind of functionality stuff like pro propane lines were from the 80s so i reland i recertified the tank and then re-ran them and um Mm-hmm. um basically just did all the safety checks and everything but the engine we had to do a yeah. lot of work in but it's it's the engine runs really great it got rebuilt about five years ago we're only the third owner it only has one hundred thirty-six thousand miles on it but as good as i'm making it sell it's not for sale it's not for sale <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's pros and cons to getting some of those older class b's or just a class b in general um i think mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. who are considering you know hitting the road in a van or or something else, you know, look at RVs or look at class B's because they're already built out and you don't have to do as much work to them if you don't want to. Um, Mm. But a lot of them, you know, they're made to be taken out like one or two weeks a year, right? Like they're supposed to be recreational vehicles, not all day, every day, live in full-time type vehicles. And so, you know, the propane lines, the water lines, things like that, they're not really made to, to sustain that kind of use and that kind of um, love or battery. (laughs) And have you had any issues with that being an older vehicle, like being an older RV type vehicle? Have you had like, other than what you just mentioned, obviously, it sounds like it's been a really good vehicle for you guys. The Mm -hmm. first couple of weeks, I mean, it was literally, okay, something's leaking here and I'd fix that leak. And then something would, would, would leak under the sink. I'd fix that. Then the water pump went out. And when I replaced that, that pump was from the eighties. So the new pump 
was so much more powerful that all the joints started leaking because it kept oh. so much more pressure in all the lines. And we have a flushing toilet and everything else. So uh, those kind of things. And we've had some, we had a windshield crack because I think it was so old just from like all the bouncing roads and everything. And uh, in large part though, I feel like we pretty much worked the, the bugs out. Yeah. Um, a little background of how we jumped started into this life too is that we actually mm. got her six months before we did go full-time on the road when we were still living in California nice. so we intentionally um got it and then drove it to work every day kind of used it as a daily driver in order to purposely try to find those little kinks and things that weren't you know we tried to break it basically intentionally yeah. We, yeah we were rough on it so that we <laughs> let it all get broken and fixed before we left and in large part exactly. that actually did work yeah i think yeah. that's really smart i think that's a really good takeaway that you know anybody else could learn from um don't get a van and then like expect it to work right away <laughs> right yeah. don't even if it's brand new in the middle of nowhere yeah. yeah 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 even if it's brand new um and so you guys had been dating for just over a year before you moved into the van. You had this plan to move into the van. You had the van six months before you moved into it. Like you, you eased into it. It wasn't like, you know, over 24 hours, you guys are like, let's move into a van. Cool. Bought one and we're out. Um, mm. How has your relationship changed, evolved, sustained um, throughout that process? I don't know, darling. How has it? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Um, why don't you go no, first? Yeah. yeah. In all seriousness, it's, um, you know, you hear that being discussed a lot with van life and with couples, like, how are you able to do it? Like, do you need alone time from each other and all that kind of stuff? And I just feel like we really lucked out with each other being it, that it's really not an issue for us at all. It's like, who we are. We can see how this would really be an issue with other people. I mean, every, everybody's different. I don't think it's specific. Yeah. I don't know if it's van life or if it's um, people because our, our apartment before the van, believe it or not, we lived in a 10 by 10 hundred square foot box with a bathroom <laughs> yeah. that we shared with our neighbor, which you had to go outside to access. So we knew that if we could live in a hundred square feet together, then the van life, we're only losing 15, 20 square feet uh, and gaining the entire world. So yeah, we yeah. had a year's worth of practice <laughs> yeah. being like in yeah. close vicinity and we worked with each other at the same fitness yeah, facility. Yeah, we even worked together at our day job. Yeah, we leaving. came home together. So I feel like the lifestyle that we were living before this, like really just was practice for this type of life. It was like, okay, if you guys can do yeah. this, then it's really not going to be all that different going into a van. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we are yeah. a bit of an anomaly. We build a business together. We've lived together in small spaces. Um, and, and yet, um, not to get too personal, but like there isn't, it's not a codependence type thing. We actually really enjoy alone time and we're both very good. We're both the type of people that'll go into a place and eat a meal alone, no problem. And uh, we just happen to respect each other's autonomy, but also enjoy the shit out of working together. So it just sort of works. And I think that's just personality based between the two of us. Cause I can think back in my history and this wouldn't work with anybody else. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, when I was in the van, I had my van all to myself, me and my dog the whole time. And I had a partner at one point and he had his own van. And that was very nice to travel with someone who had their own van because 
a he understood everything worked we didn't have to figure it out you know um i didn't mm. have to teach him anything he didn't have to teach me anything we both mm. had our own bands and then if you needed your alone time you had your own room <laughs> yeah <laughs> i got my awesome. own space <laughs> but i don't know if i would want to like share you know 60 square feet with the with somebody full-time like that, except if it was like exactly the right person. So it sounds like you guys um, are that for each other. And that's, that's amazing. It works. Yeah. Uh, You know, exactly why is, uh, well, I guess, you know, just to give something useful is, you know, we're both patient people. We have our moments, but um, neither one of us need to, you know, have our, our sort of like, this is my favorite thing. So you have to do it. No, it's like, Hey, I want to do this. Would you like to join? Yes or no. And if the answer is yes, great. If the answer is no, okay, I'll see you in a bit. You know, it's just that simple. So I I think. Right. Yeah. I don't think there's really any advice. um, Like, I don't think it really depends on the van, the van life situation, stuff like that really depends on just your compatibility and the partner that you found. We like spending time together. We just simply simple as that. We enjoy our time together right so no matter what our living situation is going to be it's just going to be fine yeah (laughs) that's that's really cute um Uh, it sounds perfect we have our moments (laughs) let's just say that okay we're making it sound perfect like no we have our moments for sure but um we're adults about it and we figure it out yeah yeah so let's pivot a little bit and talk some more logistics when you were living in LA, you both had a job outside of the home conveniently together. Um, and then I hired her. <laughs> well, that's, that's a story I'm sure. <laughs> um, and so in the van, you guys have your jewelry business. Uh, that, I, that was always the plan. I take it. How did you make that financial transition? Did you save up a bunch of money ahead of time to have a buffer? Were you starting your jewelry business before you hit the road? How did you make the finances work during the shift? You know, we're pretty goal oriented and I had, you know, I basically said, this is the life that I want and I'm adventurous, but not reckless. That's the, it's a distinction that I have always made about myself. Um, And so we decided to make a plan where we said, okay, we want this much saved in a bank account. And we ended up putting a wet, we ended up staying in our 10 by 10 apartment, which was never meant for two people, let alone one almost. And we said, let's just do this. Let's rough this out um, and save half of our paychecks for a year. Uh, and we set a goal, we set a date. And when we hit that goal, um, which was hard. We, we actually did sacrifice a lot. Putting half your paychecks into a savings account means there isn't much left over. Um, you know, neither one of, yeah. I was, a, I was managing a gym and personal training. Allie was my front desk manager. You know, neither one of us were working big time jobs. Um, so we just worked our butt off and made sure that we knew that we were headed towards a goal. And when we hit it, we had that cushion, um, and I do recommend that people set a goal and save before, because if six weeks in, you have to, you know, repair your transmission, you don't want it. You, you don't want your whole life plan to go in the, in the, in the gutter. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, we did prepare uh, financially that way. And, and that is my suggestion for anybody that wants to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I, I guess the other side of the question is, is what do we do now? Um, Allie, we have jobs. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, we certainly do. Um, <laughs> yeah, with our, we can get into, um, you know, how, what the jewelry business really entails and what we do with it and stuff. But, um, you know, basically, um, we have an online shop where we do um, online sales and send out orders in post offices all around the country and stuff. And pair then, that with our, with our markets. Yeah. So um, we do actually kind of intentionally travel around towards uh, finding markets that we can do exactly like the one where we met you at Holly. Mm -hmm. That was actually our first one that we ever did. So a quick second note is one of the reasons we're doing this is to find out where Allie and I want to call home one day and we'll travel until, you know, Allie's, at least put it well in that, you know, I don't think we'll settle for anything less than, than the perfect place. And, um, you know, within six weeks of van life, we found Bisbee, Arizona and almost didn't leave. You know, I think, I think the same thing Hell happened yeah. to you, didn't it? Yeah. Well, so, yeah, it but, took me a little longer than six weeks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we need, we need to see more places, but so far Bisbee is our favorite place that we have seen. But, um, but back to answering your question, um, our art business, uh, does have a, a purpose. You know, we, um, you know, we want to embody the change that we're trying to have the world, you know, see, we want to actually be a part of a paradigm shift, which is a low waste, um, living, you know, where we use materials that are, um, uh, upcycled and repurposed. Some we find digging through flea markets. And what we're looking for is components that are jewelry sized so that we can make um, new jewelry out of items that may have never intended to be jewelry, like uh, dresser handles and belt buckles and, and orphan earrings. Uh, and we'll also find things in the dirt, stones, crystals, bones, and we'll make original works that way. Um, basically doing our best to use materials um, that are part of that circuit economy and not linear. That is actually a good note to introduce Deliberate Living Podcast's very first sponsor, Rerouted. They are an app that helps you buy and sell used outdoor gear, and they are very much a part of the circular economy. They are super huge into sustainability. If you want to buy something through the app, there is a link in the bio that will get you 10% off your first purchase. And if you want to list something, reach out to me and I will put you in contact with them to get your first five listings free. That means that you don't have to pay the 10% transaction fee per item for the first five items that you list. So reach out to me for that and go to the link in the bio for the 10% off your first purchase and be a part of the circular economy. So, and that embodies our entire life as well. You know, we, we do our best. I can't say hundred percent of the time. It's really hard, but we do our yeah. best to only shop at thrift stores. Um, if we need something, even like we're trying to find pillows right now, we don't want to buy new and buying used pillows is kind of gross, but we're yeah. doing our best. I would buy brand like... new pillows to be honest, because that's like pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we've decided actually that we're going to make our own because we haven't been able to Ooh. find one that, that seemed like Ali's a great seamstress, actually. Um, so, yeah, we sell our upcycled jewelry full time. We try to do two to four markets a month and sell online. And that's how we support ourselves in terms of work while we're on the road. What are your um, monthly costs on the road come to? Do you have any idea? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does differ sometimes depending on what we're doing like if we we kind of spend I would say like 50 50 of our time um situated somewhere in a city because we're doing markets or like hunting around for some materials 
um, for the jewelry. And so we spend a lot of times in cities and then half the time we're out somewhere in nature. Like right now we're at a state park in Oklahoma. And uh, when we're situated somewhere and just making our vibing out in the woods or something, we spend a lot less money because we're eating our own food that we have and not spending money on gas, which is atrocious Mm -hmm. right now. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 So, I, I mean, our general budgeting is also like, um, you know, car insurance and phone bills and things like that. And then gas. So, um, mm-hmm. we have the normal bills that everybody else has. And if we see things getting a little tight, like if we've done a long trip and we've had to fill up our tank a couple of times and we have a 23 gallon tank, you know, it's, it's huge. Uh, we just <laughs> like, like Ali was saying, we post up in nature and just don't drive for a little while. We make art and, and try to keep our finances lower that way. Um, but uh, in general, it's cheaper living on the road the way that we're doing it than it was living in a city in, you know, South of Los Angeles. Well, yeah, especially in that area. Um, Yeah, totally. I definitely found the same thing that like slow travel helped me Mm -hmm. save a lot more money and gas wasn't even as outrageous as it is right now. Um, Yeah. So we find a lot of happy hours too, you know, two, $2 margaritas are cheaper than, than $6 margaritas. So different topic, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We'll have, we'll have a whole episode dedicated to how to find the best $2 margaritas all over the country. Honestly, yes. we're in. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Um, so you guys are about four, four and a half months into this whole dealio and you've traveled from California to Oklahoma. Is that where you are right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, right now we're in uh, Stroud. Stroud. Right? Stroud, Stroud Proud. Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> there was and a we're... sign that said Stroud Proud. I don't know what, I think it was talking about like a high school event, but uh, it's a great little town. We've been loving it. We met some people last night. We got, uh, we actually got $2 margaritas last night and met a few of the locals and they were so friendly. Um, uh, so that's a whole other aspect of just meeting people from all over the country that we love. But yeah, Stroud, Oklahoma is where we're sitting right now. Cool. Where are you headed next? Do you have plans or do you fly by the seat of your van or how do you choose what's happening? Yeah, it's always a day by day for us. Like hour by hour. Yeah, we never know exactly what we're going to do next or when we're going to head out. I think, well, our general direction that we know that we are heading is north and eastward. So um, we want to visit both of our families while we're doing this. Mine is in uh, Chicago and Mm -hmm. Nathan's is in Vermont, Massachusetts area. Mm -hmm. So as the weather gets better up there, we're, you know kind of following that northeastern route so we're totally fair weather yeah uh-huh. we just try to literally follow the seven degree weather 70 degree weather best we can but we're looking yeah. for markets along the way you know we like i said two to four markets a month is what we're gearing towards and it just takes a little legwork and research online you know there's certain websites but facebook marketplace is a great place that ali discovered actually our friend willow who you recently interviewed yeah she's wonderful yeah, she i have is. so much of her jewelry <laughs> Um, Ali has a beautiful pair of her earrings and, Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure we'll get more and meet up with her one day on the road, but yeah, she's a mutual, um, van life friend of ours. And she's the one that first suggested Facebook marketplace, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll use that to find markets along the way. And, and that typically is how we point our compass. 
Okay. That's cool. I never would have thought of Facebook marketplace to find markets like that, but it makes sense. I mean, I live in a small town that uses Facebook for everything and I don't use Mm -hmm. Facebook for anything. So I have no idea what's going on most of the time. Uh, yeah, I want to be it, a part of this town. I need to get on Facebook. <laughs> I, I think I might actually have said the wrong thing. It's this Facebook events. Yeah. So don't, oh, <laughs> maybe yeah. I'm giving well, bad, bad advice here. I, yeah. Like you, I don't use Facebook for anything except nowadays just trying to find some markets. And so, yeah, I think the marketplace is just like to buy and sell things. So, yeah, it's my, I bad, literally just, I just type in the search bar on Facebook, just events in bisbee or events in oklahoma city or whatever and i just scroll through what comes up there and then usually there's a you know contact and email or phone number or something mm-hmm. where people people look for vendors you know it's not as hard as you would think to try to be a part of something they're looking for us as much as we're looking for them so we've had some good luck by mm-hmm. just doing it that way yeah yeah especially when you can just um uh, roll your um, tent up basically mm-hmm. everything is outside of your van yeah yeah we use our 80s van as a, as a draw for sure and, and we're fully open about that we say hey we've got a we always get it washed before the shows and everything and, and we've got a classic van and typically i would say a third of the people that come to our table they're looking right over our tables at the van yeah. and they're like hey can i see your van because they're just big fans of like the yep. classic 80s look <laughs> and um we don't mind at all actually so yeah we definitely yeah. use that to our advantage nice that's awesome that's awesome um is there any advice that you would give to an aspiring vanner or van couple or um, even somebody who wants to start their own business uh, that we haven't touched on yet? Do it. Simple as that. Do it. Do it. (laughs) Yeah. No, like uh, I waited way too long to have this kind of a lifestyle and I'm so grateful I'm doing it now, but now that we're doing it, I see no reason I couldn't have done this 10, 15 years ago, you know, and, and instead Um, I worked and was pretty unhappy for a lot of my time the last 10, 15 years, but this is the happiest I've ever been in my life these last four months. So whatever it is, make a little plan, be adventurous, not reckless and do it. That's my, that's my advice. Allie may have her own opinion here. No, that's, um, I don't know. There's so many things I feel like I could say to someone, um, I mean, I guess, yeah, just be confident and brave and uh, brave enough to do your own uh, work and research and everything, too. You know, when it comes to either fixing something yourself on the van instead of like taking it into a shop for like little things and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, researching how to do this, whether it's van life related or, you know, starting up your own business like we've we spend a lot of time like kind of guessing and like discussing with each other, like, Oh, well, should we try this? Or I don't know if we should do that instead. And then, you know, just dawns on us like, Hey, well, why don't we just like make a decision? Give it or no. Why don't we like look it up really quick and see what Mm -hmm. other people are doing that like, you know, people are really helpful online with, you know, giving advice or, you know, a YouTube video about how to do this or my advice on doing that. And that's how we've, um, come to find a lot of our ways of doing things like you know how to do markets how to even set up your table and how to change good the way. alternator in the engine yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah so yeah. don't be afraid to outsource for help or inspiration and just you know be brave enough to uh do it likely 
it's going to be way more worth it to give it a shot yeah than to not but i say you regret like a hundred percent of the of the chances you didn't take you know just just do it yeah yeah i love that and so how can people come find you on instagram online wherever you guys happen to be where are you well, we've, we've got a pretty well established instagram that we use almost daily it's um uh, just the company name the number is uh 1888 and the word design so 1888 design and the same with the website just 1888design.com we have just ventured into the tiktok world um we feel <laughs> as as a business that we need to go um, follow that um, and we're getting used to it and it's going well. That again is, it's just 1888 design, right? Yeah. Any handle we're um, like we said, there is a Facebook page there. Uh, I think it's literally just our Instagram stuff gets yeah. automatically inputted out to that. So yeah. <laughs> 1888 design for Instagram, yeah. Facebook. That's our website. main platform is Instagram, but uh, you can find us there. And if you DM us, you're going to talk directly to Allie and I, there is a contact on the website if you'd prefer to email us. So um, yeah, we, you know, we support ourselves full-time through our social media and, and online presence. So um, any questions we'd be happy to answer. And, and our mission is what's most important. You know, we want to teach people uh, by being an example of low waste living. And, and express to people that you don't need to buy anything new, almost anything new. It's already out there, and let's let's help the planet a bit by uh, by not. And that's sort of the example we'd like to set. So no need to even purchase. Just give us a conversation starter, and we'd love to, to get to know and, and share ideas with anyone. Yeah, I think that's so sweet. Thank you so much for being here, for being a part of the show. And of course, thank you to everybody who's listening and watching. Um, Thank you for making it to the end of the episode, because that is always a very cool thing. So if you liked this episode, go ahead, like it, thumbs up, five stars, reviews, the whole shebang, whatever it is on the platform that you're watching it on, that helps us get seen by other people. Also, if you want to continue to support the show in other ways, I do have a Patreon set up specifically for the podcast where I have rapid fire question minisodes, extra long episodes, get to know the hosts, behind the scenes type stuff as well. And that helps cover some of the expenses that go into producing the show because it ain't free. But as always, thank you guys so much for being here. And I hope you guys tune in next time for another excellent episode. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.